Hi and welcome everyone to the 57th episode of CRM Rocks. This is Marcus Allonson and today's podcast will be about building Fetch XML Builder. And with me today I have Jonas Krapp from InnoFactor. Jonas has been a software developer since 1994 and has been working with Dynamics CRM since 2009. He's an XRM Toolbox contributor since 2014 and author of Fetch XML Builder and Plugin Trace Viewer for XRM Toolbox and Shuffle-based tools for Microsoft Dynamics 365 DevOps. He has been speaking at CRM Saturday and Extreme 365. Welcome, Jonas Rapp. Thank you very much, Marcus. How are you doing today? Well, it's great, thanks. I'm really looking forward to having this little chat about uh, XRM Toolbox and Fetch XML Builder. So CRM is all about managing a customer relationship. So what is a good customer relationship for you? Well, I would say from my perspective, a good customer relationship is uh, delivering the tools we need and the, the frameworks that uh, my colleagues uh, use in their everyday work when they actually deliver to our customers. Uh, my customers tend to be um, my colleagues and, uh, of course, the open source community and uh, the CRM community out there. Uh, so the good customer relationship is when uh, the things I do make life easier for uh, everyone out there. Oh, that's really lovely of you. So, so you almost already answered who are your customer then? Yeah, I guess I did so. And uh, well, I, I do have a contact with our customer, our InnoFactor customers as well. But uh, that's more rare. The, the most common customer of mine is actually other developers. So what is it that you do? Well, uh, my title is head of development at InnoFactor in Sweden. And uh, that is supposed to mean that I am responsible for any code that leaves the, our building. Um, usually I spend my days uh, auditing um, projects that we deliver and uh, enhancing and improving our own frameworks that uh, that we use to base all our deliveries upon. Uh, that's basically it. It's um, part of sort of solution architecture, auditor and developer all in one. If we go to XRM Toolbox, what is it? Well, <laughs> what is it? Uh, I would think most people listening to this podcast know something about XRM Toolbox by now, but uh, I'll go through it anyway. It's a uh, toolbox filled with uh, lots of uh, different tools that make life easier for customizers, administrators, developers for the Dynamics 365 platform. Uh, of course, uh, developed uh, by Tanguy Tussard, the French MVP. And he's been working on it, I think it was released first in 2012 or something as the as the toolbox. Before that, there were lots of different uh, separate tools. And uh, since he has been kind enough to provide an interface or SDK, basically, to develop your own plugins, it's really easy to, to make create what you need instead of creating small console applications or whatever. You can develop a plugin to this XRM toolbox and add your own functionality or inside this toolbox then? Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's, it's really easy. As I said, there's a template for the plugins to work with. And uh, there's a, you basically just inherit the 
Xrm Toolbox plugin interface and then you get what you need to get started and you get a service for free, you get uh, logging and uh, well all the kinds of utils you need when you develop against CRM platform. You get that for free within the toolbox. So it actually puts focus on what, what you really want to do. You don't want to keep connecting and creating connectivity functionality over and over. You can use what Tangi made for us. What is FetchXML Builder here then? Well, FetchXML Builder is a tool with a really complicated name to pronounce. Uh, and it's also, it's something I created when I discovered there was a void after Stunware Tools, if you recognize that. We all used it for Serum 4 and before, I think. Um, yeah, that was would, a long time ago. It was a long time ago and it was a very much appreciated tool. And uh, it was discontinued. There was no substitute for that after Serum 2011 and 2013 and uh, moving forward. So, uh, well, I discovered there was a void and we needed something to help us construct these fetchxml queries. Of course, I think it was with Serum 2013, the possibility came to use Advanced Find and download the, the generated fetchxml from there, but just didn't cut it enough. So, so I created fetchxml builder to be able to construct these queries, to be able to investigate data in CRM without having to use Advanced Find or creating your own views and so on. And uh, also to be able to use the functionality not available through Advanced Find, but uh, but supported by the FetchXML definition. What is the features that aren't in the Advanced Find then? There are a couple of them, of course. Um, advanced Find, you cannot create aggregate queries, where you sum up fields or you um, calculate averages or max, min, and so on. That's just not possible using Advanced Find. Um, another thing is uh, to create outer joins. Coming from a data querying background with a SQL, you, sh you often have to create a outer joins to be able to get the views you want. And uh, it's possible according to FetchXML standard, but it's not uh, possible to do in, um, in advanced find. Those queries where you ask what's not in there the not-in queries. We have been longing for them since forever. And uh, it's possible, according to the standard, it's possible using FetchXML Builder. And I know it will be possible in the advanced find user interface as well, but that's not available yet. It will come in 9.0, I think I've seen some blogs about. Um, those are, I think, the main things you can do in FetchXML Builder that you cannot do out of the uh, CRM user interface. If you go to this averages, is that really a common thing that you use these math functions? Uh, no, I can't say I do that. Uh, I don't know if I've ever done it. And um, those those types of queries are also not possible to display in any view. So you cannot create views uh, with uh, with average opportunity value or something like that. Um, but what you can use them for is uh, if you create uh, custom code that shall populate fields somewhere, you can have aggregate queries to get the data you want to update or whatever you want to do with it. But no, it's not really something I do very often. Um, so it's good that it's in there, of course, for especially when you're creating reports, then it's really good to have this 
possibility in fetch, fetch XML standard. And uh, you can of course use fetch XML builder to generate the queries to use in the reports. I know that's that's actually one of the main uh, usages out there that's used in fetch XML builder. Okay, so we're talking about the reports where you can generate a page or PDF or Word document from inside CRM. So you have this account overview and there you can add fetch XML based queries to get data from CRM. Yes, exactly. And um, as we all know, when uh, you're using an online environment, it's not possible to use SSRS based reports. You have to use fetch XML based reports. And uh, many report uh, developers out there are not really familiar with fetch XML. So they tend to use fetch XML builder to, to construct the queries and then just copy the, the actual XML into the reports. Do you use it for exploring data and also for exploring uh, the relationships or do you use advanced find for the relationship parts? I have to admit, uh, since I am actually the developer behind Fetch XML Builder, I know it inside out. So for me, it's a lot easier when, when I want to find some information in the system to create a query using Fetch XML Builder. Uh, so I use it just just to investigate the data and uh, especially when it's data in entities that are not easily accessible. For instance, all the plugin registration entities, the SDK message processing step and uh, those, those types of entities, you can see them through plugin registration. But if you want to investigate what's really behind there, you can use Fetch XML Builder to see what it does. Uh, I tend to do that a lot every day at least okay so all the logs and the features of the system that's sort of hidden from the average user or the even the sysadmins in the views then you use this tool to get all of the data done yes absolutely and uh, i think that's one one, it has a lot of benefits using Fetch XML Builder. One of them is finding this information that's not available in CRM UI. You can also look at, for instance, the organization settings. The settings you go, you find when you go to settings, administration, system settings. Those are that's data as well. It's not some uh, mumbo jumbo in there. It's data, and you can uh, query it with Fetch XML Builder. Um, so there's lots of information. Anything that's not metadata is data usually, and uh, you can find it using Fetch XML Builder. It's really good when you want to get an understanding how the system works and uh, investigate what has happened uh, when you, the, a customer has some problem. You can use this to find out more information than you would be able to do through the user interface. What is a difficult task for you to explore all the features of the Fetch XML to build this Fetch XML Builder? Um, actually, not really. Uh, of course, it was a bit tedious implementing all the different uh, condition operators, especially all these never used fiscal year before, in, after stuff. But since Fetch XML, the standard is also defined in a XML schema, an XSD file. Just just have a look at that and you can actually generate C-sharp classes from that schema. So. You use that and then you find out everything that it can do. 
And of course, the schema doesn't say everything. Uh, CRM platform objects uh, when you make different combinations of, uh, for instance, if you have an aggregate query, you have to have aliases for all attributes being returned. And I don't think that's stated in the schema, but uh, you realize that when you when you try to execute the query and stuff like that has been implemented as we go actually when when we discover new things that uh, should be possible or shouldn't be possible fetchxml builder is updated to to reflect that for instance there's this uh, new as i mentioned the not in queries uh, with support from um, advanced find uh, that has also introduced a new uh, attribute on the link entity element in the XML. So that has to be included as, as well. And I think there will be yet another set of condition operators. We saw a, a number of new condition operators when the hierarchy functionality was introduced. So you can query accounts in or under a certain account and stuff like that. Okay, so the fetch XML builder isn't done then. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's uh, constantly in development and I think um, the usual release cycle is uh, a new version every two months or four months or something like that. And it also it depends on uh, my current workload, it depends on uh, new features in the platform and uh, requests of course from the users out there. It's a little bit more often after major release or something updates inside CRM and new features are presented to you and like, oh, let's go explore. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely more often. And what usually triggers a new release is uh, that someone comes up with an idea. Wouldn't it be good if you could uh, this and that? And Or maybe I myself come up with this idea. And then if it uh, seems... Uh, fun enough to implement and useful enough it will be implemented and then uh, added so the tool is in no sense complete it's uh, since it will it's not there to support an exact definition of what you can do but rather to to, to make life easier for developers administrators and customizers then uh, well as soon as good ideas pop up they can be implemented and I need to add here as well, it's not just me doing this. Uh, there are not many, but there have been a few pull requests from uh, other contrib contributors around the world uh, for FetchXML Builder and, uh, and also for some other tools that we developed for XRM Toolbox. And I really love that, I have to say, when, when other contributors help improve my tool, if I dare say that, even more. That's, that's just uh, very fun for me. Is this part of your daytime job or is this a hobby for you? Uh, is my employer listening to this? Well, uh, let's find out. <laughs> yeah, let's find out. Let's see if I get a small email tomorrow. Um, no, it's, I, I say it's a bit of both. Um, it, uh, most of it happens uh, in the evenings, uh, but uh, also a lot in the daytime. And actually, I'm here. I'm talking on this pod and you mentioned my company name. So... Uh, I guess they're good with it. So what are the limitations of using FetchXML Builder or when should I just do something else? Well, no limitations. The sky is the limit. You should never do anything else. No, to be serious. Okay. Uh, there, there are a few things, of course. And basically that's things I discover when I get requests from, from the community. Uh, one common thing is to use it for is to update existing views. 
from FetchXML Builder, you can select to open a view from uh, the CRM environment you're connected to, and then you can alter the query, for instance, to make it a not-in query to find out, find accounts without any active opportunities. Um, and then you can save it back with an updated query. Uh, what you cannot do then is to change the column set being returned. Since FetchXML Builder does not at all deal with the layout XML of the view, you have to make sure that the exact same column set is returned. Um, and another thing that's related to this is it happens I get requests to be able to create new views from FetchXML Builder. That would actually be very convenient if you just, oh, I found this really good query. Let's create it as a view in CRM, either as a system view or a personal view. But, um, well, layout XML and the, the other metadata of views is not handled in this tool. Uh, so we cannot do that. In that case, I, I usually recommend to use uh, the view designer, which is actually developed by a colleague of mine. It's another tool for the XM toolbox. You can use that to change the columns that you have in a view, and I think you can create views. If not, it's, uh, there's an issue to do with that anyway. So that calls for these, I mean, it's open source, and if you have a request or you have an idea for a plugin, there's nothing stopping you here then. Absolutely not. It's uh, very much encouraged to do so. And uh, the easiest way to find your way about is if you go to fxb.xmltoolbox.com. FXB, of course, short for Fetch XML Builder. Um, then there's a link to uh, view this project on GitHub and you can uh, fork the repository and create your suggestions and uh, send me a pull request. I would love it. Do you have any other limitations for uh, Fetch XML? Well, there's one thing that we run into now and then, which you would think is a fetch XML limitation or fetch XML builder limitation, but when you create aggregate queries and the number of rows that it's counting is more than 50,000, I think, is the default setting, then you get the aggregate query limit exceeded error. And you start thinking, what did I do wrong with my fetch XML here? But it's not nothing wrong there. It's a setting on the server. It can be updated, at least if you have an on-prem environment. Um, and uh, that, that's something that we run into. When we have uh, systems with lots of information, well, basically 50,000 is not lots of information. So, so medium-sized systems and uh, you have queries in plugins uh, trying to count uh, averages, perhaps. Uh, and they, they uh, throw an exception. So then you have to go to the um, more deep down settings of your environment instead. Okay, so this has nothing to do with this paging that you can get data over and over again because the average will not do that. It will take all of them and then give you one row back. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the, the paging is uh, another topic which is uh, sometimes hard to get your head around. But And you would think that this might be related, but it's actually a setting to make sure that the CRM server doesn't have to work too hard. Uh, so if you want to aggregate the information, there's a limit. 50,000 is default. Okay, so the pages are like the views in ordinary CRM that you get the view and you can look at 50 records or 250 records 
at a time. That's sort of a page and then you can take next, next, next. And the other one is, well, if you request data, you don't tip over CRM, just get all of my accounts everywhere. No, exactly. That, that's, that's true. When can I use XRM Toolbox then? Well, of course you can use it as any of the uh, tens of thousands of users out there using the existing tools. Uh, if you're a half good developer, you can also use it to create your own stuff. Just like us, you probably have your internal procedures, your internal helpers that you created to make your deliveries, your development easier. And uh, some of those may not be something you want to expose to the public. And instead of just creating a console application, doing something uh, fast or quick and dirty, you can create it as an XRM Toolbox plugin just as easily and use it internally. We have a couple of those that uh, we use internally at InnoFactor to support our delivery process. And uh, I, th I think it's a really good way. That's a sort of a spin-off effect that uh, I don't know if Tangi expected that, but uh, we are definitely using it. And he has told me he's seen there's some very overview logging of uh, the usage of XRM Toolbox where you see which plugins are used uh, and how much, basically. And uh, he says it's quite fun because now and then uh, there surfaces a plugin he doesn't recognize, which must be someone's internal tool that's not released to the market but used internally. Um, that's one that, That's one thing I would uh, really encourage to use uh, the toolbox for. Um, another thing that's more of a spin-off from XRM Toolbox is that uh, the connectivity tools from uh, that you that's accessible from Nugget. You can use this if you want to create something that does not have to be in XRM Toolbox, but you just want to be able to utilize the connection uh, settings files that is used in the same way in XRM Toolbox. XRM Toolbox uses this package in the same way. It's a Nugget package that's uh, included to handle all connectivity, all connection settings, connection files that you can use. And uh, that's really good. We have uh, separate tools that are standalone applications that we actually deliver as MSI packages to our customers for deployment and similar stuff. And uh, they use the external toolbox connectivity package. So that's when you want to break out of the user interface from XRM toolbox then and probably have a little bit more brand to your stuff. Absolutely. That's exactly how we do it. We have our InnoFactor tools and uh, the only thing you see from uh, with a French origin is uh, when you connect or Basically, when you create a connection, the new connection, when you manage your connections, it's the same thing as you see in XRM Toolbox. I can do programs, schedule things or scripts, or are there any limitations to what I can do with this connection manager thingy? Well, the connection manager is... Uh, the, the, the purpose of it is... Uh, user interface applications, it's WinForm applications, because it has the dialogues there and so on. You, you don't really use it for scripted tasks, then you would uh, perhaps use some of uh, the code samples from his code. But no, it's when you have, when there is the user in front of the PC, you are trying to do something, you should connect to a CRM environment, then you can use this connectivity tools. 
do you use XRM toolbox or, or the spin of connection manager for, for something internal? What do you use it for? As I said, a couple of internal plugins, uh, a few of them have uh, recently become public. It's for the shuffle tools where we can uh, export and import data, basically. Um, and uh, it's tools in XRM Toolbox that we use there. And then there's also a standalone application called the CRM Shuffle Deployer, which is basically, it's a bit like the uh, package deployer from Microsoft, but our own flavor. And uh, that's what we, we distribute it to customers where we are not allowed near their production environment. So their hosting partners can perform the deploys with nice user interface and uh, well, they don't have to know how to import CRM solutions or uh, import data into CRM. They need to know how to click uh, st connect and then start. Um, and then we have uh, some internal tools as well. We have uh, tools to uh, populate information dynamically from you know, strings with placeholders and uh, populate them with data from CRM that's used in JavaScript, in workflows, in plugins, in everywhere that we have our code. And uh, then there's a tester tool for this that uh, we use internally so that you can easily use the code features we have in our development frameworks and uh, test it very easily within the XRM toolbox. Okay, so this data feature that was to supply CRM with data so you can run the tests, was that the intent? No, not really. Uh, the, the data import that we use with the shuffle is, is to import data, configuration data, to make sure that the system is set up properly. We have, uh, aside from the development environment where we develop the solutions and the code and that stuff, we have environments with the configuration for the system since we do lots of our development with the configurability so that we have a generic function that you have settings for basically which is CRM data then we can have these generic functions import uh, in a controlled way the configuration for it to a customer production and test environments and uh, to make sure that uh, the features work as intended uh, so that's where you use the, the shuffle to export from uh, our control environments and import it to customer environments. Okay, so an example of that can be, okay, we want to have a number generator like the case number generator, but we want it on a completely different entity, our own entity, and then we have to keep track of, okay, what was the last number and then do we increment it with one and, and all of that? So you have a row with config data to support the feature that you already have. It sounds like you have been uh, spying on our development department. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good example. We have actually exactly that. And uh, for other similar features uh, where we make the CRM platform a bit better. Yeah, I don't know who, how many have developed these no, number no, no, no. generators. Are there either. other companies doing that as well? No, I it's thought probably we were just unique. you guys. Then. Yeah, <laughs> probably. What are your recommendations for starting develop to XRM Toolbox then? 
Uh, I don't want to discourage anyone from from uh, developing their own tools and uh, going public with them, but I really encourage you to not release the first beta where you cannot uh, take respect to resizing windows or you have too much hard-coded stuff. Make sure add the bit of polishing. Make sure you when you blog about it, make sure you write XRM toolbox with the right uh, capitalization in the letters. That's, I mean, the first lesson. I don't know. I, I may be a very picky guy, but I have sort of pointed it out to a bit too many on Twitter when they are proud uh, releasing their plugins. And I say, uh, which tool is that? I don't know. XRM toolbox, XRM tool kit box. All kinds of stuff. So make sure you get things right, at least out of respect for the author of the toolbox itself. Um, I would also say look into the possibilities that the XRM toolbox uh, framework gives you. There are features for handling storing settings and configurations for your plugin. There are features to, to handle logging to write uh, just execution log to the disk so that when a user has problems with your plugin, you can say, okay, but look in this and this folder, there should be a log file with this name, send it to me and I can fix it for you. Um, I also encourage everyone to put the source code out there, put it on GitHub or something else. Uh, Sharing is caring. We all benefit from having this open source. We can help each other. We can come with pointers and good advice how to improve the code. We can send pull requests. Uh, and it makes it the whole thing so much more fun. Most of all, as I see it, you and I aren't the competitors. It's us against people like Salesforce, because that is, from our point of view, the competition. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I would say doing XRM Toolbox development, it, uh, as you say, we are not competitors. In, in this case, it doesn't really matter where you work. This is going to start sounding like we want to sing Kumbaya together. But um, it is actually really fun helping each other. You don't have to give away your best uh, corporate secrets, but uh, you create a good tool. You can share it. And uh, who knows, there might be an MVP title in the mail. Yeah, sounds like you've had that experience. Yes, I would say so. You don't really get to see the full motivation or the, the reason for becoming an MVP, but I, I would bet FetchXML Builder and the Plugin Trace Viewer are um, quite important as in this case. Yeah, so actually, congratulations. It wasn't that many months ago. It was this spring, right? Well, I got my second uh, MVP ring this summer, but uh, unfortunately only four months after my first one. So yeah, I got the MVP title uh, March 1st, uh, 2017. Okay, so you can actually get two in a year. I didn't know that. No, well, that was just since they uh, changed the, uh, the, re the cycle for the MVP rewards uh, whatever you say it so i got it in march and uh, first of july you either get uh, re-elected or re, re um, whatever you call it you get it again or you uh, don't and uh, i got it again so if i want to do something with this where do i go to to find out more 
I would say the best place is to go to the XRM Toolbox GitHub page because there's uh, a couple of tutorials there in the wiki that uh, can help you get started with the, your plugin development. Um, it says how to download the uh, Nugget package for the XRM Toolbox and the, and the plugin interface. Um, there's a list of a good deal of uh, plugins that exist. Um, and that's actually quite an important part. Look, search, Google, is there already a plugin doing almost what I want it to? Perhaps you should focus on improving that plugin instead, instead of creating yet another one. Um, I, I have some experience there. I think there are at least four fetch XML uh, tester executing uh, plugins available in the, in the plugin store for XM Toolbox now. And uh, of course, I think my own is still by far the best, but uh, still there, there pop ups, uh, pops up new plugins every now and then. If I develop this plugin, then isn't that sort of a security risk or data risk for, for my organization? We get a lot of queries about that, um, typically from system admins that are afraid that, wow, my users cannot get their hands on XRM Toolbox, they can wreck the system. And the easy response is, well, if you give them the privileges to wreck the system, yes, then they can wreck the system. But XRM Toolbox does not introduce any features, any functionality above what's available in the platform. Everything is done using the SDK and uh, encouraged by Microsoft. Of course, since the functions are in the SDK, you can use it and you can do it. That's supposing everyone writing their plugins do not try to bend the rules here in some way. But no, you're using the SDK. You can only do what you're allowed to do uh, based on your security role. If a user connects using XCRM Toolbox, he can create fetch XML queries, querying the entities he is, has the privileges to read, but if he tries to read other entities, he will not get any result or he will, might get an error. So XRM Toolbox is not dangerous. Of course, it enables people, it empowers people to do more with the platform, but not outside of uh, the security model within the system. Okay, so your recommendation isn't that everyone is a sysadmin on the CRM organization then? Well, I'm not here to recommend, but uh, no, I do not recommend that. <laughs> no, okay. Um, so it honors the, the, the security roles and the language settings and time zones and all of that then? Yes, absolutely. I mean, since since we use the SDK, well, basically, we say that if something goes wrong, it's not our fault. It's Microsoft's fault because they created the SDK with a pitfall or something like that. But there's nothing in XRM Toolbox in any tools that I know of that uh, does something unsupported or... Well, there are unsupported features, for instance, changing the customizations in ways that you shouldn't, but then they should be uh, highlighted in uh, in the plugin that it might do, stuff like that. And uh, basically, yeah, it does it through the SDK. Then Microsoft says it's okay. And you're always logged in XRM Toolbox with a specific user. If you use a system account of some type, well, then that's your problem, having system accounts that can do too much. Otherwise, usually you're only connected with your as your own current user in CRM.
Yeah, so for example, if you have the audit turned on and you go look at records or update records, the audit will still be there and all of those features that CRM come with. So it doesn't circumvent any of that. No, exactly. It doesn't. And uh, I mean, CRM as a, the platform does not see any difference. It's uh, the user requesting information using FetchXML Builder or by just looking at the view in the CRM UI or using the mobile app. There's no difference in the way queries are uh, are made or or when you update information that's strictly through the SDK. We have a, another tool that's uh, created by us, uh, the bulk data updater. It's very powerful. You can you create your query to return a number of records, and then for all of those records, you can say change this attribute to that on all records. Um, yeah, that can that doesn't have to be attributes available on the form. They could be hidden, hidden or read only there. But hidden or read only fields that's not part of the security model for CRM. That's part of usability. So if you can update it, if you're allowed to update it using the bulk data updater. Well, it means you're allowed to edit the fields from your security roles. Yeah, and one thing there is that you set the read-only field per form. So that's a sort of a hint to the administrators or the customizer of the system that this isn't actually a security feature. It's, as you said, it's a usability feature. Yeah. That's it. And I mean, for is, for, a form is user interface. It's not a security model for the database. You mentioned this plugin store where there were multiple FetchXML builders, but how do I get mine if I if I do really want to get started and how do I publish this? Well, when you have uh, developed your own plugin and uh, did some uh, double checks uh, with the, the polishing of the plugin, so make sure it it's worthy a uh, 1.0 release. Um, you create a Nugget package of the plugin, the DLL, the assembly that's generated. You pack it in a nugget package and make sure you have the correct keywords there. It's all available in the wiki. And uh, you just upload it to Nugget. And um, as the new external toolbox portal was introduced, you also have to submit it to the portal saying, okay, this is my plugin. I have created it to solve this and that problem and you identify yourself who are you behind this plugin and so on. And then it will be uh, looked at by Tangi or perhaps me or someone else and uh, either approved or you get some pointers, perhaps you should improve this and that uh, feature before going public with it. So there's there, there's actually a, um, a qualification process uh, done through the portal where you get your plugin approved and hopefully that will also uh, that qualification process will also uh, reduce and remove a few of these plugins that were basically just tests by people but they're still on nugget so they have uh, used to appear in the plugin store within uh, XRM toolbox so i can't sort of publish five fart xrm toolbox plugins then 
No, I. <laughs> you you cannot and you shouldn't. You used to be able to do that. You could publish anything, and with the right keywords in the Nugget package, they would show up in the XRM Toolbox uh, plugin store. All right. So, is there anything that we have missed today, Jonas? Um, no, I don't really think so. I well, if there's anyone out there ha- that hasn't tried FetchXML Builder, that's uh, getting annoyed with the advanced find or struggling composing your uh, FetchXML based reports, go ahead, try it out. XRMToolbox.com, and uh, when you install XRM Toolbox, you go to the plugin store, and that's where you find all these fascinating and useful plugins for the Dynamics 365 platform. Yes, and thank you from all of us for developing this because it's a huge help. I mean, I can say for myself that I've used the advanced find a lot for the relationships, but as soon as there's other things, and there's a lot of other things, then I go to fetch XML Builder to get it from from CRM. So thank you. Thank you. And I, since I'm really curious what my, my users, if I dare use that uh, phrase, uh, what they like. So could you tell me, you use, you said relationships and stuff like that, advanced fine. What's your, what's the most usual, the common thing you need to be, need to do that makes you start uh, Fetch XML Builder? Ooh, that's a tough one. Perhaps it's the, the joins that I can do other ways. I mean, in the advanced find, you have to join it using the relationships. But sometimes you want to be a little bit more creative. You can join with other things using fetch XML that isn't strictly using the relationships. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think that uh, feature was really, really used, but uh, it's it's a good one. It is. So I use it for that. So I don't have to do all of the joints. I can skip some of them because it's the parent and then child, so they're siblings. Then I can go straight to that other sibling and look for records there if it's another entity and they have the same parent or stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's a very good use of it. All right, so uh, where can we see you next then? Actually, I don't know. I think there will probably be another Serum Saturday coming up. I'm hoping someone uh, will uh, pull it together in Sweden as well. Um, But um, I don't know. We'll see. Keep your eyes open. So do you have any links? You mentioned the fetchxmlbuilder.com. Do you have any other sites where we can find you? Yes, and uh, it's really interesting that you're trying to fool all the listeners away from this tool. It's fxb.xrmtoolbox.com and nothing else. Oh, okay, <laughs> so yeah, and then, sorry about that. Yeah, and then there's, but now they've heard it twice, so now they really know. Uh, then if you need more information, I'd suggest uh, going to my blog, jonasrapp.innofactor.se. And of course, follow me on Twitter, Rappen, R-A-P-P-E-N. Thank you for your participation in CRM Rocks, Jonas Rapp. Thank you very much, Marcus. And thanks to you all listening. And don't forget that you can subscribe or find CRM Rocks in your favorite podcasting app. Just search for CRM Rocks and you will find it right there. See you next time on Serum Rocks.